Go ahead. What was that, Laura? Uh, what up, what up, what up, what up? Yo, Master of Fun Podcast. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Lara's dying. Okay. Sorry. Wow. My, my DJ. <clears throat> yeah. My, my DJ went up. Late night at the club. <laughs> you yeah. had. Um, all of them in a row. All the club. Yeah, all you the, hit them all, all the, the whole clubmates. strip. Hit the backless shirt on, hitting the club. Yeah. Is that the go to for a club? In the outfit? 90s? Yeah. Which is. Also back, so I feel like now. Okay, yeah. 90s well, that wear. was just like the last time I went to a club. Okay. Was in the nineties. With the back, did you have the backless shirt? I don't really want to talk about that. Okay. Just in case my kids listen, then they'll know I had no back to my shirt. Oh. All right. Well. Sorry, kids. Different time. Different times. Yeah. BC. BC. Not really. No. I know. That's why I'm ashamed. It's okay. You know what? I blame Hurricane Sandy. Oh. She was a big, if you got it, flaunt it. Whoa. Terrible parenting strategy, Sorry, mother. Sandy, if you're listening to this. Yeah, you better be listening to this. Yeah, If you figured true. out how to, quote, read the podcast. <laughs> so you're saying she's a bad mom if she doesn't listen to it, and a bad mom for letting you wear that. Yes. Either way, She'd lose, be like, lose for Hurricane. look cute. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, your mom. I do, too. Uh, she was misguided on that front, I think. Yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. You had a parenting tip you wanted to share with yes. so, the people. Yeah, so last week we talked about um, consequences and tattle tags and these kind of random little parenting strategies. Yeah. my One of my favorites is, so my mom always used to say, if you're, if you're bored, that means you're a boring person. Yeah, uh, my youth pastor used to say, boring people make boring times. Fun yeah. people make fun times. Right, right, that was right. Heavily used on mission trips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like, like it's a great kind of mindset. Right. But what does that look like for a kid to mm. be like to just to be like, well, you must be boring. Right. <laughs> so to me, I like I I when my kids say so. My thing is, if you're bored, you get chored. Boom. Boom. Oh. Uh, you like how the undercurrent of all my parenting strategies is a way to get them to do all the chores. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know great. what? I, yeah, you know what? I have a lot of people. I need help. So lots of humans create lots of mess. That's right. You know. So if you're bored, you get chored. That's good. So I will say, oh, I'm so so- I'm so sorry that you're feeling bored and you're having a hard time coming up with something creative to do mm-hmm. to enjoy your life, and and so I'm gonna help you, give you some like some time to focus on what you could do mm. that might be fun i mean so while you're doing your chore right you can think about the fun things you'd like to be doing and then you'll have a whole list of stuff ah, okay because so, you're not a boring person you're a creative person and right. you're smart and you're super fun so let me give you some time to really think about a creative thing you'd wish you were doing yeah and then you'll do that does it make them next time they feel bored do they they i would never go up to my mom again and nope. say mom i'm bored and Whine nope. about it. They've each said it to me once in their career. <laughs> Realized it was yep. the last time. Yeah, that's the last time they were boring. <laughs> that's good. Or choring. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I wish they were bored more often because mm-hmm. I got a whole list of stuff I'd love for them to do. But Do you, okay, so 
I mentioned before, like one of the things growing up, we had like a chores list Mm -hmm. and that I think that helped me like realize the value of helping out, Mm -hmm. pitching in with the fam. You know, I had, I have two older brothers, a younger sister. So there were a lot of servants in the house, you know, (laughs) doing all the things. So do you have for any uh, parents with kids that's like, I'd love for them to help out with chore stuff or just house stuff because you know it gets messy in one evening when it's been clean like that morning Mm -hmm. um do you have jobs for all your kids to do like i i knew the living room was always my like okay i gotta make sure this is clean every saturday morning i'm dusting i'm picking up Mm -hmm. you know plus with our rooms but Mm -hmm. do you have any of that for your kids you know, I mean, you've seen my house, so I think you know the answer to that is no. Well, it's always spotless. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I can't find mm-hmm. anything out of place. Nope. Yeah. No, you know, I, I will say this is like one of my regrets is not having like a hard and fast, this is your role, this is your like job in our home. Like mm-hmm. this is what you're going to be in charge of. I don't have that because I, you know, to be real honest, our kids were dealing with things other kids didn't have to deal with. Mm. And they were doing a lot of, like, I mean, they they do help out. If I say, okay, right. we're, we're going to do a family cleanup, they all help. They We've tried that where, like, they've all had their own little responsibilities. Yeah. Um, I'm not great at following through on that. That's really, truly, like, my problem. And so that is a weakness for sure that I need to improve on. But they are helpful, and they will do what is asked. Um, right what I ask them to do. Um, but I never gave them like this firm chore list. We've tried, I've tried chore charts and rewards charts and things like that, but I, it was a lot of follow through for me and I just didn't do it. And so what was happening was we were dealing with some really big explosive behaviors and Mm. all these challenges with our son. And so a lot of responsibilities were on the other kids um, especially the older kids helping with the little kids or getting meals, like being like, okay, can you make the little ones a sandwich while I'm restraining the child for the next two right, hours, you know? Right. So yeah. I felt like a lot of burden were the burdens that were not really fair to them were on their shoulders. And so out of probably out of guilt, I did not require them to do other specific things. Okay. And now I regret that because I feel like if they were, kind of required to do that it would be it would be a habit by now so i kind of regret that so but we do they i mean they are able to do various chores and i will teach them individual things they know how to fold their laundry like marie kondo oh because i've been doing that method for years before it was a netflix special did you know how to do that tuck and fold oh yeah i've been doing that oh yeah yeah so okay I, I read her books uh, probably five years ago uh-huh. before they were like a thing on Netflix. I was following the method. Wow. And so... How, where um, did you hear about her? Um, I just am a big audiobook listener. Okay. And I, it came through as like a new release right. years ago. And I read it and I became obsessed with mm. it like I do. You mm-hmm. know how I do. Yeah, you got <laughs> so, your thing. Yeah, and so... Um, yeah, I taught them how to fold neurotically from a very young age. Wow. So they, like, their little bundies, mm-hmm. their underwear, their bundies, are folded in these tiny little adorable packets. You know, because I've put your underwear in the packets before. Yeah, you have a done some of my laundry when I brought it over before. Yeah. And I remember 
lifting the thing, and this was before it came out on Netflix, like <laughs> a year or two ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, I I thought oh, military. It was some sort of military aligned yes. type of Bundys. Yeah, it is. And with I was military so surprised. Precision. Yeah. Fantastic. So you were doing that before. Yes. And your kids know yes. now that's just how you fold. That's how they fold. Yeah. yeah. They're they're everything is in a packet that is freestanding. <laughs> Their underwear can stand up. A single pair of bundies. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I was neurotic about that, but also not about making them like vacuum regularly. <laughs> sure, sure. So I but they just do pick, it when you ask. Yeah, they do it when then when we ask. And I will say that like one rule for the kids. So we have a couple kids that are naturally more tidy and then the other mm-hmm. ones are more like hoarders. And yeah. so um, working through how to help them get rid of their things and kind of have more of a minimalist approach to their space was a big challenge, especially mm. for our little London who was a bit of a stealer. Oh. <laughs> she would have these stashes. We once found like $250 in her Hello Kitty purse what? that what? she had harvested from the other kids' bedrooms. <laughs> she just had stashes of things. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had to teach her about like releasing items and trusting that God will provide for all she needs. Especially that aren't yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Releasing things back to their owner. <laughs> yeah. But also like not holding on to like a piece of a broken crayon sure. or like a broken like a pencil without an eraser, just like right. garbage things. But hey, she would want to keep everything. A fourth child, she's just like harvesting all she can get. Yep, it's scrap. it's a free for all. When at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're like hoarding scraps. Yeah. There's like bacon under her pillow and yeah. 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 She once I found a pile of these naked babies (laughs) between um like jammed in this crevice between her dresser and the wall, like the end of her dresser and her wall. And I went in and literally there was this pile of naked Babies. I think that was on an episode of Hoarders. Naked, <laughs> classic naked baby hoarder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she could have had her own thing. episode. But yeah, we had to really talk through, like, God will provide all the naked babies that you need. <laughs> yes. You just got to trust his faithfulness. That's where it starts. Yeah. Wow. God is good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, helping her release that. But it's been really cool because she now does the hard work of releasing items. You okay. know, she's been doing it since she was like four. Wow. So she'll be like, this does not spark joy. <laughs> I yeah. do not need this. I like this, but it doesn't really serve me. I don't need this thing. Right. Yeah. And then some things, and then if they love it, I'd guilt-free let them hang on to it. Okay. Because like, you should love your belongings. Sure. And, and know when to get them. rid of your belongings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a, a hoarder a bit. Yeah, tell I us saved, about your moldy drawer. I saved everything, like receipts. Like if I'd go out to breakfast with my grandpa, I'd save the receipt and just because everything meant something. Sentimental. Very sentimental. Um, but so much so that when we'd go out uh, on Halloween and get all of our, our candy, we'd have like old Star Wars. Like our, our method of harvesting our candy was our pillowcases mm-hmm. and um, – we would, you know, run all over to the houses and fill those up. And at my pillowcase would be full of candy until next Halloween. Because That's in my so eyes, it, it was disgusting. It didn't really get moldy. It, well, it did get That's bad. That's a problem, though. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe it was a healthy food? choice. Right. What's in our food that in a year, it's in the same form? Yeah, it's, that's bad. It got a little whiter. The chocolate was like turning into white chocolate. That's gross. That's gross. So, um, but I always thought it was more value to like 
the thought of having all the candy right. than eating the candy. Right. So now, question: Because yeah. you're a salty snack kind of guy, uh, that was probably a lot of it too. If if these, if you, if people were handing out kettle chips, I'd be all and I'd like be crunching them, beef jerky. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be as so for you. I think you, I would still save some of them. You would, yeah. out of nostalgia. Just like well, what a the great candy night. wasn't nostalgia. <laughs> it was more the I want to save it. Yeah, you're for a the ho- most yeah. premium optimum time. To eat this candy or this chip. Like in a year when it's white. Right. Well, yeah. I didn't really want... When it's white, Not. I knew it's too late. Past so the point of no return. Were there times where you're like, now's the time to enjoy uh, yeah, this here thing? here and there. I would love giving my candy to people, actually. Oh, like so my friends cute. would come over and I'd be like, oh, want a Kit Kat? I got 12 Aww, of them. That's you know? so and, cute. And at this point, it's like March. Yeah. And Halloween was five months ago, and they're like, where are you getting all this? Like, oh, just eat it. Yeah, I just, you know? I don't want to talk about it. It's not actually food. <laughs> yeah. It's just edible food-like substances that right. last forever. Right. Shelf-stable. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Oh. Uh, That's so, so gross and sad and also precious. It's a lot of things, but anyway, yeah. so. But you're not a hoarder, like, at all. Your house is very minimal. Tidy. It is. For it a bachelor, now. especially. Sure. I mean, I've gotten rid of. A decent amount, but I have like certainly way too many, still way too many t-shirts and clothes that I don't ever wear that I have to purge. I have to go condo on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that has yet to be done. I once had a battle with your sister, Carly. Yeah. Over an Italy shirt that she did not wear and she did not need and she wouldn't let this. I learned a lot about hoarding mm-hmm. in in this interaction. Yeah, because you, I realize you can't pressure someone to get rid of something that they're like have a nostalgia tie. No to. way. They have to release it, or they'll just keep accumulating. Right. So that was a good lesson for me to learn. Mm. And so, which is why I don't shame my kids if they want to keep something. Right. I'll say, okay, well, if you're not ready to get rid of it, then enjoy it. Put it in a place where it's prominent and you can really see it and love it. I'm like, mm. well, I don't love it that much. It's an old yogurt cup. I'm like, oh, well, then maybe <laughs> it doesn't spark as much joy as you thought. Right. And then they start thinking it through. And they're like, well, if I don't want to give it a place of prominence on my shelf, then maybe it's not something I really do love. Mm. And then they think through it differently. But if you release them to make the decision, it helps. But if you pressure them, then they just want to like dig in their heels. Right. So you, all your kids, they accumulate stuff. Uh, That's the problem is all the stuff that comes in. Yeah. Do you, so. Do I blame your mother for most of it? The answer is I do. <laughs> she's a great, gra- not, she's a grandma, not a great grandma. She's an awesome grandma yes. that loves giving her kid, her grandkids Foam stuff. nunchucks. So much all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, very gift giving. <laughs> But it accumulates. No, I don't really blame her at all. But yes, yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> so as far as what you let them keep or save or them buy or you guys buy, how does that all work as far as, like, do you guys do allowance, that kind of thing? We don't. Mm-hmm. We really don't. Um, part of the hem- them not having regular chores and responsibilities <laughs> mean they don't get allowance. Right. No, we didn't do allowance because I want them to have, like, uh, just a general sense of like we all pitch in because we're part of a family. Mm-hmm. And I really focused on this for a while where I called it the spirit of helpfulness. Yeah. Everything I did for them, I did in the spirit of helpfulness. And okay. so I would just come over and be like, I see that you're studying. Studying The spirit of helpfulness has brought you a glass of water to help you focus. Wow. And they would be the like, gift of water. Weird. Yeah. Um, and I always just try to make it a funny thing where I'm like, 
oh, the spirit of helpfulness is picking up this shirt for you that you left behind. <laughs> or the spirit of helpfulness has done this load of laundry. Could you all come wow. and put your laundry away? So for about a, almost a year, I like really hammered the spirit of helpfulness acting as the spirit of helpfulness. Right, right. And they, they literally, kids will do what they see modeled. And so if you read all the time, they will read all the time. Mm-hmm. If they see you tidying up all the time they'll see, they'll tidy up if yeah. they see you folding like a maniac they'll fold like a maniac <laughs> right if they see you purging things that you don't need they will purge things they don't need um and so that's kind of how we've done it is just sort of modeling the spirit of helpfulness yeah but we don't do a lot of buying them things honestly yeah we just have so many kids and right, right. less money than we do kids. <laughs> but it, I, I so. think it also, I mean, I don't, anytime I'm around your kids, it never seems like they're not needy, always wanting, like, Mm-mm. you know, if I've brought any of them out by themselves to like get them something, they're always so thankful. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, oh, really? I get to pick any toy in Walmart yeah. <laughs> yeah. or in Target. And um, it's like the biggest deal. Right. Which also makes kind of, you know, you want to treat them. Ag- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we do. I I like entitlement is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I don't like when people have this sense of entitlement. And so working on that was a big thing. Now, I will say we they get money for various things like birthdays or yeah. whatever. And, and sometimes I will say, hey, this is something I could really use help with. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay. I'll, I'll give anyone a dollar if they can find my keys. Right. Or I will, if you can, you know, I, we're going to do a family cleanup, so that's just part of being in a family. But I also would like these things done, so I'll, I'm willing to pay for these extra little chores yeah, to be yeah. done. Or sometimes if I feel like we're asking Annalie to babysit more than what's normal for like a, just a typical kid helping out, yeah. we'll say, I'm like, hey, listen, we're going to go out tonight, or I have this meeting I have to be at, so if you could watch the kids out, I'll give you whatever amount what? of money. Right, right. And so right. what we, how we encourage saving, and I actually heard this on a different podcast, it's basically we encourage saving by surprising i like we surprised them i i kind of insinuated that we would want that the kids might want to save their money for something coming up we, we went to florida uh-huh. and we were going to disney world and they didn't know it oh cool so i wanted them to be saving and be mindful of that and not just buy gum when they have <laughs> right, money right and and what we did is i i kind of encouraged them to start saving i said just it's your choice but i think you'll want to have some savings Mm. for something coming up special and they had no idea what that was so when it was time to go to florida whatever money they had saved we matched oh up to a certain amount yeah yeah and now that you gotta really have some forethought (laughs) there because if you have a saver and they're like well i saved 30 $35 and you say, okay, then I'll give you $35. If they save $350, that's a big investment. Nobody's going going to Florida if you got to match Annalise's savings, right? So it just depends on the kid, but um, if, but it's a great way to incentivize saving. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. And you can do it up to a certain amount. You can say, I will match you up to $30 or or up to $100 or whatever is in your budget. Because someone like the tenacity of Marley will save 
every penny, read every book. No, she'll read every book. She will not save every penny. Oh, will she spend it on candy? Uh, she'll spend it on candy, chapstick, and Sharpies. Oh. And then she'll borrow from, she'll borrow against her own savings, like a home equity line of credit. <laughs> And so when she, for her, like for Christmas or something, she'll get money and she's like, well, I actually owe myself $25. Owe myself? You owe yourself? Yeah, because from when they were little, whenever they got any money, I had three jars, Mm -hmm. giving, savings, spending. Right. And they just naturally just divide it into the three jars and they couldn't touch the savings and they had to give, they had to generously give. So to this day, Annalie will not give less than 33% of whatever she has coming That's in. That's incredible. Because she does she just feels like the 10 like shifting over to the 10% thing like which is just general guideline in right. church is people give 10%. She doesn't feel like it's generous enough. Wow. She's like I've always given a third of what I com- have coming in, which is so generous and That's sweet generous. and I'm not going to be like well you might want to rein in that giving yeah. <laughs> so I, I encourage it Wow! and if she has that mindset where she has always learned to live on a, a smaller percentage of what she makes yeah I think that's a great life skill to live wow. below your means and then to be able to give big I love that that's amazing whereas Marley will borrow against her savings <laughs> to buy the Sharpies she's like oh they were pastels yeah, had to have you them you can't pass those up no, but she pays it. her savings back and that's good. Replenishes it. Wow, yeah, I so. love the teaching them young to give. Yeah, that's right. huge. Yeah, and in say giving and saving is like I don't care if you spend impulsively. Yeah, and they'll learn when if they spend it all on gum and then we go to Disney World and they have nothing right to to buy. Like th- that's a hard lesson to learn, but sure. I'd rather them learn that when they're ten. Yeah, than when they're twenty five and they're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't take that trip to Paris with all my friends because uh-huh. I bought uh, because look at my Sharpie collection. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who doesn't want a good Sharpie collection? I respect that. Uh, this was good. I know we're going to start getting into more challenging things, some things about adoption. I know sometimes it may sound like your kids walk on water. Um, no, no, they do not. If that's how it's sounding, then let me, then tune in next no, week no, no. because <laughs> no, it's it'll it's gonna get real. Uh, we also got Adam's Axe coming up in October, so uh, get ready for that. And we're gonna have a bunch of ways you guys can get involved and things you can do. So um, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Stick with us. It's been fun so far. A lot more to go. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps, or wherever you're listening. And we'll see you next time.